Hello and welcome to WNGS Radio, Episode 9. Um, today we have a special guest. Um, he works for Grand Rapids. He works for the Dead Michigan Stars. He works for a club in Toledo. And he also works for Detroit City FC. Today we have uh, Joseph Novak, Joe Novak. Welcome. Thank you. How does it feel to be in the hot seat? Oh, man. The, the trip from Grand Rapids was long <laughs> by way of Toledo and Lansing. Yeah, yeah. You had to make, you had to make sure you pick up all your stuff. Exactly, exactly. Bring it back. Um, so, welcome. Um, we actually, for the first time since we've started recording, have some actual news to talk about uh, regarding Detroit City FC and a league that we're going to be playing in, confirmed, yeah. finally. After two, three months of wondering what's going on, um, we're going to be in the MPSL. Spoiler, yeah. <laughs> yeah, surprise everyone. Um, it's going to look a little different than it did uh, last year. There's uh, one new team, right? One new team. Yeah, Columbus. And uh, we lost a bunch of teams, right? Mm-hmm. And Yeah, two, two of my employer, former employers <laughs> are now out of the division, so... <laughs> Um, so who do we got? We have AFC Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. We have the new FC Columbus. Yep. We have Grand Rapids FC. We have our favorite FC Indiana. Oh, yeah. Tennis ball. <laughs> we have Kalamazoo FC and the club that invented Detroit City FC, uh, <laughs> Milwaukee Torrent. <laughs> I went, I, I'm, I'm hoping we're back, allowed back in there. I, I actually wasn't. On that trip, um, so I've only heard some stories about some uh, misbehavior and uh, fun times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now, you guys, I, I alluded to this, I think, on Twitter, but um, the you guys went to a bar over there. You yep. did you you went? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you guys went to a bar over there. And they had never heard of the Milwaukee Torrent. Yeah, yeah. We got to the bar, and we started talking to the bartender, who apparently Dean is, like, best friends with on Twitter now or something. Okay. Um, <laughs> because, of course, he is. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, He's anyway. like our ambassador. Yeah, exactly. So so we start talking to the uh, to the folks working there, and they said, you know, what are you, what are you all here for? At <laughs> who are 11, you? Yeah, ass. 11 o'clock in the morning <laughs> on a Saturday. And... Uh, and and we said, well, we're here for the soccer game, you know. It, was, it says, what soccer game? We said, look out the front window of your bar. There's a soccer team that plays at that field that you can see. It's 40 <laughs> feet from here, you know. And they had no idea that, oh, you know, that this team from Milwaukee had, you know, had been playing there all season. Because this was not, like, the no, they, first game they, of the season. I was going to say, they've been there yeah. for even before last year. They yeah. were in... Were they in the Great Lakes Premier League too? Ye- uh, I don't remember. If they yeah, were. I don't remember what they were in. But they've been around. Yeah, 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 for they, a while. Yeah, and, and so yeah, the bartender she had no clue um, that they that they played there, but she loved us, of course. And, uh, Who doesn't? And so I I saw I can't remember if it was on Facebook or Twitter, but uh, you know someone had sent her a message saying, "Hey, we're coming back next year." And she's like, "I'm so excited!" So <laughs> that's really funny. And then also when you guys were there. There were people within the stadium yeah. that didn't know the club existed while the game was happening. Yeah, yeah. So they play the, the the stadium is like a high school stadium, but it's in a park, right? Okay. Like a public like a, park, like a municipal park. Yeah, okay. and there's a track around the um, around the stadium. So I don't know about halftime. This guy just wanders in, 
and he's like in the middle of his workout and he just starts doing like sprints on the track <laughs> right in front of us on the visitor <laughs> side. And because we're us and we're bored and it's halftime or whatever, we start cheering him on and drumming <laughs> and like going crazy. And the guy is like super he, into he it. his own personal supporter group. Yeah, but he he's like, he says to us, I work out here like every day and I've never seen anybody here. Like, I, what is going on? And we said, well, the soccer game. And he's like, what do you mean what soccer game? Yeah. Like, there's players out there. And he like, he had no clue, That's, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so we have... FC Indiana, who I'm actually shocked, are still in the league like after last year. Yeah, and like that, they, they if you go on their Twitter, like they don't even acknowledge the fact that they have a men's team. I think they have like on their header, they have like a little MPSL logo like off to the corner, but they don't tweet about it. They're like, there's no like community outreach there's no fan support yeah it's they play in the middle i did go there they play in the middle of like a soybean patch right you have to drive like through the the field in the forest to get back there you know you hear the banjos as you're going down the road and so yeah i'm like shot i I thought they would be gone yeah for sure they fall kind of in that um in that group of npsl clubs it seems like it's it's kind of a pet project for their owner and it's the they have an academy and or a youth program, and they need a senior team. Yeah, and so they're like, "Well, what, well where why else would we play?" Exactly, exactly. Because I don't, I don't know, I don't know if the scene in Lafayette, Indiana, is like here, where there's a lot of you know men's elite amateur teams yeah. that are within driving distance. So maybe the NPSL is their only you know real their option. Only output. But output, oh, yeah. Um, that which kind of brings me to something we're going to talk about later is like different people are going to define success differently. Mm-hmm. So for for a club like that, the fact that they just have a team and people playing, like that's right. That's all they need. Uh but I think that overall teams like that are like a net negative on the league. I mean, it's everyone says like, "Oh, more soccer is great." And I'm like it's tough for me to disagree, but also like or do you want clubs that aren't really going to take it seriously in the league? And I feel a club like FC Indiana is like more of a net negative. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. Um, my, my thing is you have to, it's, it's harder for teams. There's fewer teams like Detroit city that, that take it seriously. Oh right? yeah. Like I, not like way fewer. Yeah. But, but I think that if you didn't have these like filler clubs to like kind of <laughs> <laughs> these placeholders, um, <laughs> That you know, you would you would uh, um, you would burden teams that take it seriously with uh, travel costs and things like True. that that could that they couldn't sustain and that they couldn't you they couldn't then be successful. Of so if, if there was no FC Indiana, we might have to travel to Dubuque, Iowa, or something, yeah, or something someplace further even further. Out. And and you know that would be that would make it tougher. That's to a be, good. That's yeah. actually a very good way to look at it. Is the <laughs> the fact that they're filler clubs, right? Right. <laughs> Exactly. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. For for every um, you know, for every Tottenham, there's going to be a Stoke, right? Of so, uh, <laughs> um, you, you kind of have to have them that way. Makes sense. Know? That's yeah. a good way of looking at it. Um, and then I'm going to combine uh, Ann Arbor and Grand Rapids into one conversation mm-hmm. topic because I kind of want to talk about FC Columbus on its own. Um, okay, so we have Ann Arbor and we have Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. Which one do you hate more? Oh man. Um, <laughs> let me see. Okay, so I hate them both. 
I hate the Grand Rapids. No, I was going to say I hate the Grand Rapids supporters more and the Ann Arbor front office more. I think that's accurate, accurate because Ann Arbor doesn't have any supporters. They have no supporters. So Yeah, their supporters yeah. are their front office. Yeah, so I've had more run-ins with the Ann Arbor front office, at the like particularly at the game last yeah. year. Um, and, well, there's and, like 20 of them. Right, and all the yeah, owners. Exactly. <laughs> and they just stand there and glare at you and make you take your mask off and, you know. For um, no reason. Yeah, exactly. So so I think I have an equal disdain, but, you know, like I said, one is the club, Directed one is the differently. supporters. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, man, I fucking hate Ann Arbor. Like, just straight up. I'll, Grand Rapids, I'll tell you, I don't like them a mm. lot. I, I'll, I hate Grand Rapids. Yeah. But they do draw people. They do yeah. have supporters. Yeah. It gives us, like, people to banter with. Right. And they suck at it, so it makes me <laughs> feel better. Yeah. Because they're really bad at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a I have a kind of a personal thing with Ann Arbor, too, since I work there. Yeah. I, I know, you know, a lot of folks who live there and are the, the stereotypical Ann Arbor type folks. Uh-huh. And that just... That, eating. Yeah, you know, and... <laughs> Oh, this riffraff from Ann Arbor is, or from Detroit is coming over, and yeah. you know, oh, yeah. So that that bothers me too. I think you get a lot of that in Grand Rapids too, looking down their nose at us yeah, too. For you know, sure. So yeah. they're a different type of hipster over in, in yeah, Grand Rapids yeah. versus Ann Arbor. Exactly. Um, so FC Columbus, which is really an interesting development. Um, one I was kind of guessing was going to happen, but I didn't know if it was going to happen this year. Um, Apparently, that team was being talked about starting for 2018 before all of the Save the Crew and relocation oh, really? was coming out. Okay. So this was, I read somewhere, I wanted, it was probably like an MPSL press release, mm-hmm. um, where they had actually been talking about bringing that team into our conference, <laughs> division, one right. of the words, flight, uh, so they were talking about bringing them in late summer last year. Hmm. And then I think the Save the Crew stuff kind of came out towards the fall of last year. Um, but I'll tell you a couple issues I have with FC Columbus. Um, I don't think the owner knows what the hell he's doing. <laughs> I don't think he... We'll see. Because there's going to be a lot of people that get behind this team. I I know for a fact. I mean, everyone's kind of like really excited on social media about having an MPSL team, a team that's kind of the polar opposite of what the crew are, where they have say and they're not going to get, you know, banned or told what to do. They have the opportunity to create their own club. But I don't know if that owner is going to be able to facilitate that growth. Um the there was an interview and I I feel bad because I don't remember the guy's name, but there was an interview where like they do they do like you know the the five questions that they always ask you know new clubs mm-hmm. like what's your plan you know what what what's what's your goals for the future how do you approach like running the team and just to give you an idea like in their badge it says Hoga Bonita right so. This is someone who's, I feel, out of touch kind of with the American soccer fan. Um, not because it says Hugo Benita, but just because, like, why would you put that in your badge? Right. So <laughs> so I saw that, and, and I'll, I'll admit that I'm coming from a total place of ignorance with, okay. with relation to that, that phrase. Yeah. Um, and so I thought maybe it had some significance to 
you know, a, a youth or program or something that, yeah. like, I, I had no idea where this club came from. Yeah. I expected there to be an NPSL club after the crew thing. For so sure. So I didn't know that it, you know, it had been coming before yeah, that. Yeah, this was totally unrelated. But um, all I saw was this crest that, like, literally you just go- do a Google image search for crest template and then use the <laughs> gradient tool on it. And then, like, yeah. so someone someone used, like, a trial version of Photoshop yeah. and, and a Google image search, and there's their crest. And so, but that phrase, like, I thought, well, maybe this has some significance and they're coming to the from club. Yeah. 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 And so I, I, like I said, I had no idea what that meant, but that said to me that, um, this was another FC Indiana. Exactly. So this is a, you know, <laughs> they're going to, that's what, so that's what yeah. this interview is like, is like, yeah. we're going to develop players, right. we're going to play tiki taka football <laughs> in the MPSL <laughs> somehow. Right. And they, they, they actually, I think they were a team prior to becoming an MPSL team. Like some local, like municipal mm. league team or they, something they like that. They were Livonia City FC. They before. were, yeah, they okay. were like the Livonia City FC right. in Columbus, except with a worse badge. With a worse badge, yeah, worse badge. Um, so do you know what Hoga Bonita means? No, it means like beautiful play. Okay. Um, so like that's like a it's like a common phrase used like it's like a soccer meme sort mm. of thing like. Okay. But I feel like it was really big in like the late '90s and early 2000s. Okay. Yeah, I saw people like bagging <laughs> on it. Like I saw some tweets about like people ripping on it and pictures of like guys in '90s jerseys. Yeah. You know, like yeah, like yeah. like uh, I saw like there was a picture like, of, like original Ronaldo, like yeah, not Cristiano, ex- exactly, exactly, yeah. with the bangs and the shaved head. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, so that's kind of where that comes okay. from. Um, and so yeah, like it just the the guy in his interview didn't talk about like trying to capture fans or like Mm. game day experience or any like sustainability sort of way to like approach an MPSL team. He was just talking about like the play on the field. So I think this is an owner that's approaching play on the field as like the utmost important thing versus creating the overall game day experience Mm. and sustainability. Yeah. And I think that's, (laughs) that's, I, there's so much of that in lower league soccer, and it, it, you know, you think that if you plop a team down in Columbus, especially, I mean, it may work in Columbus just because of their unique yeah, situation. They, they'll probably, I mean, they're going to have thousands of people going yeah, to these games. Yeah, um, but like a lot of other places, you have people who are creating these teams, and they think like, well, if I just create a successful team, then people will come. But it's That's, way much more. It's way, right, right. way more than that. Yeah, nobody's just going to like be wandering by their high school. Like Milwaukee's a perfect example. No one's going to wander by the high school stadium and go, "Oh, hey, look, there's a soccer team, and they look good. Maybe I'll go in." <laughs> like you know, you have to it's know not, about that's it. That's not how it works. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a guy literally running ten feet from the field on the track, and he doesn't know what's going on about you know. So you, there, yes, on the play. Like plays important, you know, right? Like you, but everyone like, wants to watch good soccer. There's, it, yeah, but I think there you have to you have to balance um, that. You know? Yeah, for yeah. sure. So that kind of is a good segue then to how how do you fi- define success in the lower divisions of U.S. soccer? I, I think he's making all kinds of noise. I'm it's sorry. okay. He's just clicking his water bottle yeah. all over the place. <laughs> um, it's it's me, not Dylan, this time. Um, so yeah, no, I think sustainability is is the word. Um, you know, a I successful think club is sustainable. It's sustainable. Yeah, I mean, you know, the owners of Detroit City have talked about you know they want to have a club that uh, you know they can pass down to their kids. It's they say that to, all the time. Yeah, absolutely. It's important to me that. You know, Coraline for which she wanted me to point Who's out. Coraline? Coraline's my daughter. In She's case five. anyone doesn't know, yeah. <laughs> um, my my very grumpy five year old daughter. Um, she wanted me to point out today 
that I, this is, I swear this actually <laughs> happened before I left the house, that she wanted me to tell everybody that she does not like soccer, <laughs> that she does not like Detroit City FC, but that she only likes going to the game so she can play with her friends and see smoke. So it sounds like a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like t- prototypical five-year-old. Right. But, but I, it's important to me that, um, you know, that this club is around when she's an adult. Too. For sure. And so she, maybe, she'll learn to appreciate ex- it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so I think that that's the most important thing. And if, and, and if that means you play in the NPSL forever, great. But I, I don't think, you know, a lot of people will talk about it's important, you know, success means going to a professional league. Success means, you know, winning a championship or, or selling out your stadium or all those things. You can't do any of that without being sustainable. Exactly. You know, it, the, the, the American soccer uh, landscape is is littered with clubs that have tried to grow too fast or tried to be, you know, ambitious but at their own detriment. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Growing, growing too much or yeah. expanding out too much yeah. or. I mean, the, I mean, you look yeah. at the NASL. I was just about to say that. You know, literally, you have a team that won the title and then folded the next day. Yeah, you know, like and the same. Yeah, and, <laughs> like and within twenty four hours. Yeah, and so the guy. I mean, and we all knew it was coming, right? But but the the their owners there, you know, they spent they spent and spent and spent and spent. And it just wasn't sustainable. They were successful on the field. Didn't but. they also like send out like tweets or a press release where they're like, "We need X amount of fans." Yeah. So you have to you. If this is the fans' fault that this team is yeah. not successful. Yeah, the owner was kind of a dick, too. <laughs> um, and that's literally what he said. He yeah. was like, "You know, it's halfway through the season. It's getting the the financial picture is getting even more grim by the day." And he, yeah, he's out on Twitter. He's saying. This is your fault, fans, for not showing up to every game or bringing know? people. Or, or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Not buy buy more T shirts or whatever. Right. Which, like, so. kind of to be fair to to him, mm. like that's important to sustainability. But it's also on him as an owner mm-hmm. to, I guess, convince people that they ha- there's a reason to come to those games. Yeah, yeah. There's a better the message <laughs> underneath it made sense. There's a better way to say it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. So. So sustainability and like we can even talk about it at the MPSL level too. Um, I don't. I really don't think you can define success in the MPSL by success on the pitch. I don't. Um, that, and, that's that's you know we have to say that because we're Detroit City FC. Supporters. Yeah, our, our, <laughs> well, we have a winning record uh, uh, overall, like overall very mm-hmm. good winning record. Sure, yeah. But we just haven't really won a lot of mm-hmm. hardware yeah, with that yeah. record. We always fall out at the end of the year for whatever reason, mm-hmm. whatever you choose to believe. NCAA, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but I'll use an example. Um, I, I want to know how many people listening to this podcast or like just I should send out like a a random tweet but how many people can tell me without looking it up who won the MPSL last year do you like do you remember right now who won it yeah it was that team in Connecticut yeah but you know their name (sighs) (laughs) no the only thing I remember about them is that Kristen was really mad my wife Kristen was really mad because she wanted us to go to the title game because they were playing at, they played their home games at Yale. Yeah. And she's a Gilmore Girls fan, and she wanted to, like, <laughs> see all the Gilmore Girls stuff. But I honestly don't remember what the team's name was, just that it was in, in Connecticut. Okay, do you remember who won the MPSL two years ago? Cleveland. 
And what happened to Cleveland? Uh, they forgot to pay their bills. They forgot to pay their bills, and they lo- no longer exist. <laughs> exactly. They were kicked out of the NPSL. Yeah. So well, you can go, like, what is it, 15 years back and talk about the Detroit Arsenal, who won the NPSL. And, and then folded the next nobody year. Nobody even knows. Yeah. And exactly. they played in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. They played at uh, Hurley. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so, and, like, I don't think there's probably... Less than two dozen people yeah. that go to Detroit City FC yeah. games that even know that. Yeah, I think I, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I, we talked about this at the end of last season, and and I broke it down and I went through um, the ever reliable Wikipedia and and looked at which NPSL teams had won, and it was almost every other year the winning team was Folded. gone the next year. <laughs> and actually, that that came, you know, that continued. Because at the, I think at the time where Cleveland was still a, a viable yeah. club, yeah, yeah. But now you know that that came through. So yeah, over the past like fifteen or twenty years, and then actually prior to Cleveland was uh, New York Cosmos B. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so they're gone, right? <laughs> right. And so you know, yeah, it's there was a team in San Diego. I think is was one of the the last NPSL winning clubs that was still oh, in, like playing. Yeah, and that was like three years ago. You know, so. Oh my God. So, again, to, to bring it all back around, mm-hmm. I don't think you can define success by, like, play on the pitch mm-hmm. or how, many har- how much hardware you have or anything like that. And so, bringing it back to FC Columbus, I think they need to kind of reevaluate how they approach running this team if they want to stick around. Yeah, they have a huge opportunity. An um, amazing opportunity. Yeah. And they have a, a like a, no MPSL club has this opportunity. Exactly. Has ever had this opportunity. Yeah. You've got one of the biggest markets in the in the country that's wide open at the time. You've got thousands of disaffected fans who are yeah. you know, looking for something um something different. If you, if you do it right, like yeah. you're going to be really successful. Um yeah. they don't seem to have gotten off on the right foot. No. And I think it started with the crest unveiling yeah because that was like i was like really excited for him like me someone who hates ohio Mm -hmm. and hates every other team like i was really excited for crew fans to have this opportunity to like create something new because that's what we all kind of want or what everyone in my opinion should want um and then it just seemed like oh fuck this logo is really bad. Yeah, they need to talk to those <laughs> till I die guys. They, they, yeah, the that, concept co- that, crest and, uh, that crest was really good, and yeah. I, I I think I I tweeted it out. Yeah, or I quote tweeted mm-hmm. it out. Um, they definitely need to talk with those guys and learn a little bit about branding mm-hmm. uh, because I think to to kind of relate it to Detroit City FC, the branding and the presentation of Detroit City FC I think is one of the reasons why it was so successful day one yeah because it looked professional i remember going to the first game and they're like walking out in like track suits that are branded and i'm like holy shit like this is like serious business like these guys know what they're doing and and how to make the experience feel authentic and yeah i think you can get away with that kind of stuff in lafayette indiana right (laughs) but um i'm sorry i'm just gonna beat up on fc indiana for two hours today um but I think in a place like Columbus, where you have professional sports, or well, I was going to say and Ohio State, but Ohio State. <laughs> let's let's not kid ourselves. Ohio State's a professional sport. Yeah, those guys are getting paid. Um, so, but you, 
you know, you have to take it seriously. You have to show that you're on that level. Yeah. Um, and or at least we, pretend you're on that level. Right. Well, <laughs> fake, you fake it till you make it, right? You exactly. know, I mean, I don't think that like Detroit City FC was on that level in 2012, but they no. sure as hell tried hard to make it look like they were. Uh, they learned what they were yeah. doing along the way. Absolutely. And they grew. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you saw the players walk out in those nice track suits. You didn't see Sean Mann on his riding lawnmower. <laughs> the like, night before. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the, the emails uh, blast that they did and the, like before they played mm-hmm. too I went back I think last year and looked at them and like you were just emailing Sean's personal email oh, man. <laughs> and, and then they had like a, a specific season ticket package that was like the founder circle yep. and with that you got like parking next to Cass and the season ticket and you actually got a jersey and you got to pick a, um, a jersey like a sponsor for the front of the jersey because they had like 20 sponsors right. and you could pick whatever sponsor you wanted but the the system to do it was literally to just email Sean, <laughs> a, like put, just tell him what number based on this infographic. Like there was like they were all listed out. Yeah. So just email this email with a number with what like you know logo sponsor you want on the front of the jersey that had the crest on the wrong side too. It was on the right <laughs> side, not the left side. Um, so yeah, like, and it was just like plain text, mm. no like HTML formatting. It was just like directly to Sean's. And Sean was like, "All right, cool." He was probably just plugging it in an Excel spreadsheet exact, or something. I'm sure that's exactly <laughs> what he was doing. And so now, like, I I don't remember when they first got like like a good email blast right. system where it was like everything was themed and it, and they they like keep this the design choices across their whole mailing list they they paid a couple extra bucks for survey monkey or whatever yeah exactly <laughs> whatever system they ended up using but like so again like you don't have to do everything right day 1 but you should at least attempt to right and so that's i think something really big and i'm going to be following fc columbus very closely um just to kind of see how they grow and if they do change up what they're doing uh, because right now I don't really, in my experience, I don't see success coming from this. Yeah. There's still plenty of time, right? You know, they've got another three months or two and a half months or whatever till, till the season starts and they can, you know, turn it around. But if they keep on this trajectory, it's not gonna, not gonna be good. I don't think. No. Um, So we have actually done with that topic. All right. Uh, I want to talk about the field house. Okay. Um, another big piece of Detroit City news that came out uh, January 16th. Um, Detroit City FC is opening an indoor facility within Detroit City limits. Um, there are other places to play indoors in Detroit that I was corrected on on Twitter, mm-hmm. but I think there's two different places in southwest Detroit, and I think Wayne State has Mm. some indoor fields, too, that I don't know the name of off the top of my head. Um, But this is kind of the first of its kind where it's a dedicated indoor sports facility. Mm. And it's not a dome. It's not, like, something that got repurposed. This is going to be a dedicated indoor sports facility. Um, And it was in the former city sports center ice skating rink. Um, now you actually play hockey. Yes. Uh, have you ever been, had you ever been there before? Um, I, I got to go see a Red Wings practice there, but okay. I never actually got to skate there. Yeah. Okay. I, so I've never been in there. Yeah. 
Do you remember what it was like inside? I mean, it was, you know. Dated? Yeah, it was dated (laughs) for sure. I mean, I I was there, you know, probably 15 years ago. And, uh, you know, it looked like every other rink that I'd ever skated in. I played travel hockey in high school, and it looked like every rink that was built in the 70s, you know. Okay. I mean, (laughs) you know. They were just plopping them down. Yeah, exactly. Some cinder blocks and, you know, some dashers, and and you're good, you know. Fill it with water, freeze it. This, um... I'm kind of, I'm looking at their their press release right now, and they plan on opening uh, September of this year. So they've got a lot of work to do. Um, they have posted some photos of like heavy excavating equipment and demo equipment, and they're they're like gutting that place. Uh, they're also planning on putting in a restaurant and bar, and that's going to be really cool. That's actually so that's going to be the first steps to having our own clubhouse right which like most division two teams don't have anything like that right the rowdies did at one point um i forgot what the place was like the rowdies den or something like yeah, that in St. Pete. It, yeah but that closed right um so this is kind of the first of its kind especially for something at this level yeah um they, they're gonna have a couple fields i believe two fields i don't know is do you know if one's going to be full size and then one's I don't, like eight v eight or I I think no one is going to be like a true indoor field with the the boards the boards cool. and then the other one is going to be like an eight v eight field okay um, like they, a, just an open field yeah they couldn't I don't think they could fit a full size field in that space well yeah so that's before we started recording I was kind of looking up sizes of different mm-hmm. indoor facilities in the area and I think most people have been to Ultimate Soccer. Mm. And Ultimate Soccer is actually over 300,000 square feet. It's like 330,000 square feet. That's fucking That's massive. huge. Yeah. Um, this field house is going to be about 75,000 square right. feet. So that's still really big, but it's nowhere near the size of like an Ultimate. And then I think Total Soccer's kind of are in the 100 to 200. Yeah, I think you said 120 or so. Range. So it's not going to be like this huge full indoor field. I doubt... City will be able to play, like, go into the MASL or something like that and play an indoor squad there. I don't think that's really the goal of this place. Um, But it will allow them to have a winter league for their DCFL, Mm -hmm. which I know they've wanted. Do do they do a winter league? I don't think so. Do I don't think somewhere? so. I don't think they. I do think either. they just do the bar league in the fall, in the and then fall, everybody and kind this, of everybody else. The DCFL in the summer. Yeah, the everybody spring. else just kind of goes to wherever you know yeah. in the winter. Royal Oak, Novi, yeah. Ultimate. Um, so that'll allow them to have a winter league, which is a huge deal, especially for their DCFL mm-hmm. because there's that's thousands of people that now have a place to play in the winter, and they don't have to right. go to other facilities outside of the city right. to do it. And then the uh, the the so the biggest thing for me is they're going to use this facility to, it looks to me like jumpstart some sort of youth soccer initiative yeah. uh, within the city, which is awesome. They, I mean, so there's stuff like that that already exists. I know they're going to be working with Detroit PAL, Police Athletic League, yeah. um, which already has like youth soccer and, and a bunch of other sports too. Like they do, like they're known for like baseball, right? Yeah, oh yeah, baseball's the big one. They have um, football too, I think. And football, um, so th- I, I'm willing to bet that there's going to be some some pal Detroit pal games there for the youth soccer in in the community. And I know that because it's Detroit City FC, they're kind of going to make it accessible. Mm-hmm. And by accessible, I mean 
affordable. Right. Um, and that's going to, that's huge. Yeah. Because I don't know if any of you guys have played soccer like at other indoor facilities, but it is not cheap. Right. Yeah, it's um especially rental rates are it's stupidly yeah, expensive. It's, it's yeah, it's crazy. Um, especially when you start talking about, you know, youth leagues and you, oh, know, yeah. you have you have two or three kids who play and you know, that adds up. Thousands so. of dollars. Absolutely. Um so I'll be really interested to, to see kind of how what they do with this mm-hmm. and how it all pans out. Um I'm really excited. But I think this is you know, if we can't go pro this year, which we may, we may not, it's it's all still up in the air. Mm-hmm. It is possible to be in the MPSL and still play pro in the fall and whatever happens to exist at that time. Right. Yeah. I think we're, you know, we talked about being successful in the lower leagues and, you know, one of those things people always want to grow up. Right. Yeah. But if you can't, uh, you know, I th- and we said this, you know, when we talked a couple of days ago, if you can't grow up, you can grow out. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, so it, so- it sounds to me like they're they're trying to, grow those roots in the community a little bit um, and, you know, make themselves more sustainable because the future is pretty unpredictable with uh, the NASL, especially, you know, with whatever's going to happen there or wherever else they land. That was very unexpected for them to just disappear. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, this is, it it may seem like they've obviously been working on this for a while, but, um, you know, this sounds like a plan B focus and it's, it's a good pivot, I think, for them. Well, it's just, it's establishing themselves, Absolutely. and and they uh, no one can argue that they haven't done that. Mm-hmm. But to just do it to even more, it's right. a good thing, right? And uh, this is a great way to do it. You're establishing it's it's giving them potential future revenue streams. Mm-hmm. So that's important because we are still probably the highest earning MPSL club. But if we are going to go to whatever that next level is, you're going to need a solid foundation of revenue streams okay. in order to get there. Even if we have angel investors and millionaires or billionaires or whatever, yeah. whoever happens to invest in us, you still need to have a solid business model. Yep. And that's exactly what they're doing. And I think it's great. Right, right. Yeah, because right now it seems like the club's finances are just the club's fine. You know, I mean, what you get from game day and, you know, I don't know how much the DCFL, you know, kind of factors into that. But you have to have these other operations to kind of diversify. Yeah. So I think that'll definitely be helpful. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. Super excited. Um, Anything else you want to talk about MPSL wise? Yeah. Actually, I, I do. I have a couple questions for you, okay. MPSL related. <laughs> All right. Before we move on to episode ten, where we'll be kind of doing the more one-on-one cool. questions, talking about Northern Guard responsibility stuff like that. What's your favorite away day? Oh man, um, there's so many. Uh, Amit and I were just talking about this last night, uh, and Amit's I, one of our capos. Right, right, yeah, and so he. <laughs> We, we all have our regrets. One of my regrets is not going to Louisville, um, yeah. although I think Jen had talked about last week <laughs> our, you know, where, what we were doing on that day, um, yeah. and, and we were here doing TIFO. But uh, Amit's big one, his regret, and my one of my favorite ones is the Cincinnati Fire Truck game. God, that game was so fucking good. And <laughs> it was amazing. Um, you know, just from there, – there's a lot of – the game itself was amazing from from uh, Matt Ibarra's left foot that came yeah. out of nowhere and Danny Dragoy scoring that goal and ripping off his shirt and showing us a 42-pack. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then, of course, the fire trucks showing yeah. up. But, you know, one of the best things about away days is all the stuff that goes around it. 
Yeah. Um, there were a lot of supporters there. Uh, yeah. You know, they we all met at the bar and it's hung out. So much fun. We that was the game. We like there was a park right next to the, yeah. to the field. We played some like pickup really yeah, quick. You know, and some of us chunkier guys were <laughs> almost dying because it was like, like super. Gotta hot. be subbed out. So yeah. I'm not getting <laughs> out. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean, the whole day was. Awesome. I think a lot of fun. I think the day before, um, I don't remember who brought the smoke. It might have been you, but Charlie had given us like this box of smoke and said, "Like, here's the smoke." And then I think we had smoke. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying, though. And so we lit it all because we thought that that was like that allocation for that day. Yeah. And then I just remember like Charlie sending us a message going. That was all the smoke we had. Like, <laughs> you, <laughs> you lit everything, you know? And then, so of we course, like the neighbor. And yeah, find exactly. So, then, which I have a story about that. I, I'm, I, I'm to tell you about scrambling yeah. for smoke later. But, um, but yeah, like, I mean, it, it was so, there was so much smoke that the neighbors literally thought the stadium was burning down and called <laughs> the Cincinnati Fire Department, and three <laughs> engines showed up, kind of rolled slowly through the parking lot, saw yeah. that it was just oscillating smoke bombs, sat there for a minute. And I think one of the guys was like taking a picture. Yeah. And then, like, and then they took off. But yeah, yeah like, the, you know, the blue smoke, uh, it was a weird fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a weird exactly. chemical fire, all exactly. the different colors of smoke. Yeah. So, what's the story about scrambling for smoke? Okay, so last year, um, we, we ran out of smoke um, and we had placed an order with, with our normal supplier and who the order got screwed up. And so, Jeff, who, who is our smoke, smoke cat, yeah, he calls me and he says, um, the guy screwed up our smoke. Like, I don't know what to do. I've called Cass. I've called all these people. And, like, everybody's running to all the local places <laughs> that sell this kind of smoke. But, like, I think I think Cass or Keith went to, like, the place in Royal Oak and they had, like, five. Yeah. And then someone went to one in, like, Melvindale and they had, like, two. Right? So we're, like, <laughs> trying to piece together. So he calls this. He finds out there's a paintball place in Pickney. And okay. so he says, and they have a ton because there's a mega paintball. That is a huge complex yeah, like, out there. Yeah, and, and they're having a huge event. So they had like overstocked, right? Yeah. So he says, we have to go to Pickney. It's like a Friday <laughs> afternoon. I'm like, all right, I can take the afternoon off. Let's yeah. go. So he and I jet out to Pickney and we're in, and Jeff's like, just give me everything you have, like black, white, rouge, gold, you know, maybe purple or something, yeah. you know. And the guy goes, Oh, are you going to this big paintball event this weekend? Like, and Jeff goes, You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, Jeff goes, No, we don't play paintball. And the guy goes, Well, what do you need like four cases of smoke for? And it was just before, like, I think there was like playoffs and then there was a friendly, we had a bunch of games playing for. And and I said to the guy, you know, now realizing we're wearing city stuff yeah. and the guy has no clue. Yeah. And uh, and I said, Oh, it's for this thing in Detroit. And the guy goes, Thing in Detroit? And I said, Yeah, it's like this big thing. You'll probably see it on the news. <laughs> And, and I'm just like messing with the guy because like he has no idea. And he, goes, and he gets like really suspicious. Of right? course. And he goes, well, what is this? I'm like, oh, you know, it's just this big event tomorrow. And like it'll be in the newspaper or whatever. And so Jeff is like scrambling, counting out like money and yeah. like the smoke bombs. He's like, we need to go. This guy's going to call the ATF on us. <laughs> <laughs> we like run to the car, like throw it in the car and just haul ass out. There. Oh, my God. <laughs> guy's like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? Exactly. Who are these people? Exactly. It's so fucking funny funny um and then we ended up getting that smoke too the one yeah. that got messed up so yeah we yeah plenty. yeah we it worked out <laughs> it you worked know? out <laughs> and then didn't the, so wasn't the smoke that you guys got too wasn't it like wasn't it like green we got yeah because we were the guy had 
like just a few rouge, gold, white, and black. And so we were just like, all right, well, there's, you know, maybe a case of that. And we're like, well, we'll just take, okay, green, then maybe that can work. You know, we'll just take, <laughs> we're just like kind of putting together. But, you know, of course, Jeff is just like grabbing handfuls because I'm, he's afraid we're going to get the, the law enforcement called on us yeah. as I'm messing with this poor guy, you know. So, yeah, we just kind of took what we could get, you know. Um, cast or Keyworth? Oh, man. Um, if you'd ask me on the first day of Keyworth, I would have said Cass, Cass. <laughs> um, because that was such a shit show that day <laughs> yeah. that I just wanted to go back. I remember standing behind this behind the supporter section with Cass and going, I hate this. And both of us were, were just yeah. like, we hate this. No we want to go back. Um, I, I 100% love Keyworth now. Um, I think that at Cass, Cass was great, um, but I think we were a little hemmed in there. Yeah. You know, we had... There haven't been many restrictions placed on us, but there were some things that, like, DPS, you know, like... Detroit there Public Schools. Yeah, right, right. That, you know, made it a little difficult to do some things. We we hadn't... Le- we were still trying to not blow our hands up with light of the smoke bomb. <laughs> I think we've grown in as a group, and I think the club has allowed us to make Keyworth our own. Exactly. Um, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so, in that way... And Hamtramck loves us, too. And oh, letting yeah. Us like, they totally embraced us, you do know. Do whatever we want. Yeah. The superintendent, <laughs> whenever I see him, this the superintendent for Hamtramck Public Schools, like, gives me hugs. Like, he loves us. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's, you know, I, I'm all in on Keyworth. I love it. Me, too. Yeah. Um, I'd really love to see... So, someone... I'm totally blanking on who had the Twitter poll, and I apologize. Um, but someone had a Twitter poll for... What would you like to see next done, like within mm. Keyworth or Detroit for Detroit City FC? And it was like, I don't remember what the options are, but it was like finishing the renovations, doing like a women's club, and like all these different options. So, what do you think needs to get done, or like what what's the next step mm. for us at Keyworth? What would you like to see next? I I I think the turf is the biggest thing I want to see done. Yeah. Um, it's fucking horrible. It's it's horrendous. Yeah, and there's like patches like where the penalty spots are where they just lay down some new turf. <laughs> so did it's Ian. so bad. I mean that turf has like been there since I was in high school and we played there. You yeah. know it's it's so awful. Um, I that's that's the, number one. Well, the, my, and the big book. thing too for the turf is the drainage issue. Mm-hmm. We can't keep. Like if it's a wet summer, yeah. we're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Um, so so last year or well last fall, I I took the NGS website down for a minute yeah. to like do some maintenance, and the maintenance video was a a, a video of fish <laughs> shoveling or like brought you know like sweeping water, water off the pitch, and it was like <laughs> we're working on it. So. Which is uh, for people who don't know, anytime it rains at Key Earth, it floods. Yeah. And there, the the what if there is a drainage system in there? It stopped working mm. long ago. Oh yeah. Um, so specifically, it was for Ann Arbor yep. was the big one. Yeah. Um, that game was the most water I've ever seen on any field ever. Yeah. It was like a foot deep in some yeah. places. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so that game got postponed. The following. Was it a Tuesday yeah. that we were supposed to replay them? It rained again that yeah. day. And so if if you are not on Northern Guard social media, we put out an open call yeah. for people to come and literally bail out and dry out the pitch so we could play the game that night. Yeah, we were like, I mean, there was like Twitter and Facebook and everything, and I was tweet, I was texting and yeah. calling every, every NGS person I had on my phone, like, get out there now, you know, try yeah. it. 
yeah, it was everyone it was, was out there with brooms and buckets, and I had a uh, like a leaf blower that I was <laughs> blowing the water <laughs> off the pitch, yeah, and just to like so we could play the game, yeah, and that's and, something yeah. that only happens yeah. in the MPSL, but uh, right, the turf that's on that field, it may be the first turf ever. Um, <laughs> the first it was but, like prototype turf right 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 i mean it says astroturf in the like field i think they took it from the astrodome um so funny. but um up until that point it was grass in there yeah you know and so drainage wasn't such an issue yeah. you know when you have natural grass um you know i'm sure there were still problems for the the 80 years before they had turf but, yeah uh, it's just they didn't they didn't seem to retrofit it at all when they, they just like <laughs> tore up the grass like they might not even torn up the grass they might just laid laid carpet down I'm just like because like it. when it when it fills up with water too the turf floats oh yeah yeah there's like bubbles you know like, yeah <laughs> it's not attached to the yeah. ground it's just uh, laid on top of whatever yeah. is there if you look around the um, like right near the stands you can actually see the staples where they yeah. just stapled yeah, the it big, into the like, ground stakes <laughs> in the ground. Oh, it's so some, bad. Yeah, ten stakes to like you know hold it down. So yeah, turf is definitely I think should yeah. be the main priority. Yeah, and I, we didn't really run into capacity issues mm-hmm. until the like Ann Arbor final, right? And and I'm I'm kind of I'm the kind of person it, it makes me a little twitchy when they're unfinished tasks, and yeah. so seeing unfinished uh, like stands, yeah, it, it makes me it bothers me a little bit, even though I know we probably couldn't fill it. So yeah. it, it would be, it would make more sense to finish another project like turf. Yeah. You know, especially I know the club, you know, they could have moved out of cast before. Yeah. Right. But they, and they've, they've said it didn't make sense to move to a bigger home until we filled our existing one. Exactly. It's, they probably aren't going to finish the existing stands. Maybe. That, I, not I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Yeah. It just depends on yeah. what happens and yeah. how, if they can get more, mystery money or whoever right. they get this money from to do all this stuff yeah you know it'd be nice to just have like a, a you know an envelope show up on on their door you know like you know stuck, exactly. shoved under the door of the club shop with a, a million dollar check on it but um i mean yeah we didn't sell out those games or we didn't at least fill up those supporter stands until the very end of the season exactly um so it wouldn't surprise me to to have them just not, maintain not the status quo it. exactly if we fill them all up this season then then, it then they're gonna be yeah, exactly yeah. And then, um, as a photographer, I would love to see better lights in there. Oh yeah, because yeah. the it is after sunset, it is almost impossible to shoot in there. <laughs> Those lights were good enough for FDR. Like <laughs> I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> and JFK, yeah, and JFK, right? You know, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Um, you just need to get a tripod and one of those little you know, like, holder yeah. things with the, the, the powder on it, like <laughs> the flash powder. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, yeah, I think I think that's all I have to talk about cool. uh, for DCFC and MPSL news. So thank you for listening to episode nine. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna have some more cider, and uh, episode ten we'll be talking about. Uh, listener questions and kind of more one-on-one getting to know Novak. Cool. Excellent.